Welcome to the vessel. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, Father. Father, I worship you. God, I praise you. Lord, I love you. I love you so much, God. I am absolutely nothing without you, God. And I, oh God, I just ask that you bless this time, God, that you bless this ministry, that you bless everyone who listens. May it be a blessing to them, God. May they hear something they've not heard before. Thank you, Lord. And that's not about me, God. I'm not looking for one ounce of credit here. I can't take it anyway because it's, I, I don't deserve it. It's not about me. It's not at all about me. I can't do anything without you. And I don't want to do anything that you don't directly show me, share with me, tell me to do or anything else, God. But Lord, that you be glorified and that others be blessed. That's my goal and I know it's your heart, Lord. Lord, I love you and I praise you. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, that name that is above all other names, and at the mention of which every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. It's certainly a joy to be with you today, and I thank you so much for tuning in here to The Vessel. Don't forget to ask your questions, share your prayer requests, your thoughts, share your testimonies, what God has done for you, your praise reports. You can send them to M Space Life, and the, that's that's actually the word space S P A C E. So it's M S P A C E L I F E at iCloud.com. Hey, next month we're gonna have a healing live stream. We are going to have a live stream, folks. We're gonna we're gonna stream. We're gonna stream our testimonies. We're gonna we're gonna pray for healing. Thank you, Lord. Someone's getting healed right now. Someone's getting healed of a back pain right now in the lower back, right at this very moment. And the sinuses just opened up in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. You receive that by faith in Jesus' name. You know we walk by 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 faith and not by sight. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Anyway, uh, healing uh, healing uh, and testimonies um, live stream next month. Stay tuned for details on how to join that. We really really hope you'll join it please uh, and I know God's gonna do some incredible things he's gonna do just some amazing stuff and lives are gonna be changed people are gonna be healed and it's not because of me it's not because of any of us it's all because of him we're just gonna be obedient to what he does keep us in your prayers for that event if you would please and uh, I know in Jesus name that it's gonna be powerful so uh, that's our update for today and uh, let's get to the main uh, topic at hand. This is the time, my friends, for perpetual blessings. Those are the two words that God has given to me, perpetual blessings. I've, I've shared that with you before as God has shared it with me and laid it on my heart, I'm sure that I'll be sharing it again uh, because I know that that's what God has called us to. Hey, you know, God has shown me some really awesome stuff uh, for the year 2020 and uh, even for the remainder of 2019. 
and I know by faith in Jesus' name that he'll continue to show me these things and I will share them with you in due time uh, when he leads that. But what he's saying right now is perpetual blessing. That is what we can have. That is what we can receive. That is what we're called to. And, and, and that is who we're called to be to others is to be a blessing. We always say, you know, we are blessed to be a blessing. But God is calling us to live a life that is filled with perpetual blessing. That is, is not a life of I got I to gotta work to wonder where my next meal is coming from. And, and I got to receive a miracle just to be healthy. I got I to gotta have a miracle just to put food on the table. No, no, no. God is calling you to a state of perpetual blessing. He's calling you to be different, to be a peculiar people, to be set apart from the world around you in which we live. Even though we live in this world, we are not of this world. We are children of the King. And this is what we're going to be talking about on the vessel. Now, I am going to be giving you kind of a whirlwind tour today, God says, of what's to come in the next several, well, even probably more than several, but for a good many podcasts, uh, podcast episodes here. And today we're going to kind of just give an overview of what you can expect. I'm going to get a lot of information, but that's okay. And uh, I know that God will anoint every ear to hear and every heart to receive. And that again, I, I would just be out of the way here because this is not at all about me. You know, this is, this is all about him. I want to share with you three things that God wants for your lives, for our lives, for all of our lives. All right. And number one, of course, is to have a relationship with him. And he wants to have a relationship with us. Now, you know, that relationship, of course, was broken in the garden, when Adam and Eve sinned, man willingly disobeyed, turned away from God and gave the authority God had given them over to the enemy, right? To the devil. And, and that's what happened, unfortunately. But praise God, we also know that that relationship <laughs> has been restored. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And by the power in, in, in what Jesus did. See, here's the thing. God loved us so much. Now, you know... <sighs> Look, during the, uh, the old covenant, the law of Moses, Mosaic law, there were a lot of do's and don'ts, right? You know, you had the Ten Commandments many of us are familiar with. There were about 613 other laws, and people couldn't keep them. You know, most of us have trouble keeping 10, let alone 613. And what are we to do? We, we were given a way to, to, to sort of, you know, have these sins well, not sort of, to have these sins forgiven, but it was animal sacrifices, which didn't really do anything for our soul, didn't really have any transformative power, you know? And here's the thing. None of us could ever keep the whole law. There's only one. But more on that in a second. But let me just really stress this for you first. None of us can do it. And... Look, you know, the the way it's the way it's stated in in the law is that if you keep the whole law, you receive all the blessings promised to God's people. But if you break even one small portion of the law, you're guilty, and you'll receive all of the curses. Okay, and and that's what happens. It, 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 it's not possible for us to keep all of them. Jesus Christ is the only one who's ever been able to do it, who's ever been able to keep all 
the whole law and live a perfect life, sinless life. Now, praise God, we don't have to do it because of him. See, his death on the cross, his resurrection, the blood of Jesus, he was our substitute. He paid the penalty so that we could go free. He got what we deserved so we could get what he actually deserves. The son of God became the son of man so that sons of men could become sons of God. And we reap all the benefits if we'll just receive it by faith in Jesus' name. That relationship is already restored. It's just waiting. God is waiting for us to all we've got to do is, is believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, it says, whosoever calls on my name shall be saved. It says that we must believe that Jesus, that, that God raised Jesus from the dead and we must confess with our mouth that he is Lord. You do that, you are saved. It is as simple as that. If you mean it, it's got to be a genuine thing, of course, but if you're genuine, if it's real, then that's, that is salvation. That's how a person gets saved. You, you do that and you are born again. We've talked about this extensively in a couple different podcast episodes already. And so perhaps if you've not already done so, you want to go back and listen to those, but I would highly encourage that. I, I sincerely hope and I pray that if you have never done that, if you have not asked Jesus into your life, into your heart, you've not asked him to be your Lord and Savior and received the free gift of salvation that he's provided, that you would do that today, that you would ask him that now. You can get born again. No more curse, no more death, you know. Um, eternity with God. That's it. it. It's so, so simple. You know, there's free pardon from sin. I mean, there's forgiveness of sins. We, we have all sinned in one way or another. Most of us, many, many, many times. And that is the way to be made right in the sight of God. Not by our works, not by anything that we could ever do because we could never do enough all because of him, by the blood of Jesus, by faith in Jesus' name, because he loves us that much. For God so loved the world, he said that, that he gave his only begotten son, John three sixteen. That shows you how much he loves you, and it shows you that that's what he wants for us. Now, clear back in the book of Genesis, during creation, you can see, the Bible says that God fellowshiped with, with Adam and Eve. He, he you know, that was his desire from the beginning. And to this day, it is still his desire. I'm going to show you some scriptures here. Go to John 17 and 3. John 17 and verse 3, it says, And this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. See, the one true and living God, that they may know you. That is eternal life, that they may know you. This is what it is all about. He desires relationship with us and that we would have relationship with him. When Jesus was walking on the earth in a physical body and, and teaching, um, uh, some of these, you know, Pharisees and teachers of the law and so on would ask him, hey, uh, you know, teacher, what must, what, 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 what is the, uh, what is the most important commandment? And he'd say, love the Lord your God and then, Love your neighbor. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, your mind, and your strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. The second thing that God wants from us is love for one another. 
as I've said, because he said it, we are blessed to be a blessing. Everything that you have, everything that you receive, which is from God. In James, he says that every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning, meaning that he does not give us any bad gifts and he does not change his mind. In another scripture, he says that the gifts of God are without repentance. When he decides that he's going to bless you, you are blessed. When he decides that he's going to treat you as righteousness, you are righteous, not by yourself, but in him. We're going to talk much more about that in the coming weeks. And you're going to find that, you know, some of these folks that, you know, we, we hold in high esteem and, 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 and I mean, you know, there's, there's the, the faith hall of fame in Hebrews, they call it, uh, you know, these Abraham, for example, Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness, the Bible says. But, you know, when you really study Abraham, what he did, I mean, man, he lied. He had the fear, lack of faith, you know, and, um, David, who's, who's called a man after God's own heart. I mean, the stuff that guy did um, could easily land somebody in jail or at the very least um, get him talked very negatively about uh, because he had an affair. He tried to cover it up. And, and even though he didn't with his own bare hands murder somebody, he arranged it in so many words. Um, you know, and, and, and then there were other things that he did, you know, and so yet God said he's a, a man after his own heart. Is that God telling us to, to, to have affairs and murder? No, of course not. That's not what God desires. That's not at all what God desires. People make mistakes, but the reason that he's a man, he's a, he was a man after God's own heart is because he understood that he couldn't be made righteous by what he did, that he needed God in everything, that he needed the Lord. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. He needed God. He needed him. And he knew where his strength came from, all right? He knew who the source was. He knew that God really didn't desire sacrifices, um, but that he desired a, a repentant heart, a broken spirit uh, that, that would, would, would be broken in the sense that it would yield entirely to the will of the Father. That is what he knew God desired. So, we've said all that to say. God gives you these gifts, many, many things. Whether you have already begun to receive them and they've begun to manifest in your life or whether you're still walking by faith. Whatever things that you have, which are from God, every good gift and every perfect gift without repentance, without shadow of uh, uh, variation or shadow of turning, what are we to do with them? You know what we're supposed to do? We're supposed to use them to be a blessing to others. Now, you know, God doesn't call us servants anymore. 
Because what Jesus did, he said, I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. I call you friends. He calls us friends. He calls us brothers and sisters. He calls us the body of Christ. He calls us the church. He calls us... Uh, sons and daughters of God. He calls us the bride of Christ and he's the bridegroom. There's a lot of names that he has for us. But a servant is not really a fitting title anymore because a servant's got to work and sweat and perform to try to earn his master's blessing. And we already have it. We don't have to work. We know we are the righteousness of God in Christ, that he loves us. And that was his decision. And that was because of him, not because of us. So we can't really, the, the, the word servants, it's not really fitting in that sense. But let me tell you where it is fitting. We're still supposed to serve God and we're still supposed to serve one another. Just as Jesus Christ did not come to be served, but to serve that ought to be our mantra. That ought to be our way. And this happens as we're transformed from the inside out by the, by the transformative power uh, of the Holy Spirit as we behold God. We're going to talk about all this in the coming weeks. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Praise your name, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. But you know, it is. It's, it's, it's what we're called to do is to serve one another. And when we serve, thank you, Lord, when we serve one another, we are serving God because that is what he calls us to do. Now, be very careful with that statement. I didn't say serving one another is how you get to know God. I didn't say serving one another is your religion. I didn't say serving one another is how you get to heaven. No, we already talked about that. Your works don't matter at all in the sense of your righteousness or your uh, eternal uh, outcome, heaven, hell. You know, it, it, it's not by works, all right? It is not by works. Ephesians uh, 2, for this, it, it is by grace you have been saved uh, through faith. Uh, it is not of yourselves. It was a gift of God, of Jesus Christ, not by works, lest any man should boast, right? You can't boast. We'd have nothing to boast about. And Paul said, if I boast, it's in him. So I'm not suggesting to you that that the way you get made right with God or the way you get to heaven is by serving others. But what I'm saying is, as God led me, when you are serving others, you, that's how, that, that's the one way that you're going to serve God, doing what he leads, because he will, what he leads will always be to his glory, in line with his word, and to the benefit of others. God is, is not, uh, God is not a selfish being. God does not want us to be selfish. He does not want us to be always thinking of me, 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 me. I always got to look out for number one, the world says. You know, these are these, these are these popular slogans, man. Oh, you got to look out for number one. What's in it for me? You got to take time for yourself. You got to think about yourself for a change. You're always doing it. You're spread, stretched too thin, burning the candle at both ends. You got to stop and, and take time for you, the world says. The other thing the world says is you've got to rely on yourself. You can't rely on anybody else. We talked about this, right? You've got to rely on yourself. And the world says you've got to have a backup plan. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God for the enlightenment by the power of the Holy Spirit. Do you realize how ridiculous those two are in stark contrast to one another? <laughs> the only thing you can rely on is yourself, the world says. And then in the next point, hey, 
You got to have a backup plan, meaning there's nothing. Even when you say to me, I can rely on myself, I can't really do that either because at some point, I'm going to let myself down too. Everything else, you got to have a backup plan, they say. <laughs> Praise God that none of that is true. We got to talk about truth in a couple we're going to start next time. Actually, we're going to talk about philosophy. We're going to talk about truth. We're going to talk about the word of God because everything, my friends, everything must be based on God's word. There is nothing else. You know, Peter said, Jesus told a, an interesting parable that, that some people found very, very disquieting. Um, we'll show it to you in scripture sometime. But he, he said, <laughs> he said, you got to eat my flesh and drink my blood. And he was not being literal, uh, he didn't really want people to become cannibals uh, and vampires, um, but he he was using this as an analogy, and people found it very offensive. Who didn't understand? And God, you know, Jesus said, "Hey, uh, to to these to his disciples, he said, you guys want to go away too?' Because other people were leaving. I mean, they didn't like it. And Peter said, "Where would we go? Where else are we going to go? You." have the words of life. You have the words of life. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't care what political party you belong to. I don't care what church you go to. I don't care what scientific discoveries you've made or you've latched onto. I don't care how many doctors you've got on your side. I don't care how many financiers, financiers you got in your favor. I don't care what self-help books you've been reading. And, and, and look, there is only one answer. There is only one place to go. And that is the word of God. That is it. All of the other stuff will disappoint. All of the other stuff is empty. I don't care who it is. I don't care what it is. You need to understand this, my friends, because now more than ever, we are at a time in life. And I can tell you as God, thank you, Lord, is, 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 is releasing some information. Next year is going to be awesome. Next year is going to be amazing for you. You're going to be blessed abundantly. You're going to be blessed with abundance, living a life of perpetual blessing that even exceeds this year, that exceeds anything you have ever dreamed of in your wildest imagination. But... It's also not to be left hidden. It's not to be left under a bushel. It's not to be untapped. It is to be used for the benefit of others because we are coming closer and closer to the day where the world is going to be in such bad trouble, such bad shape. And I'm not talking about fire raining down from God. I'm talking about what we're doing to ourselves. Broken political system, rampant diseases out of control, wars and rumors of wars, uh, natural disasters. I'm talking about all these things. The world is in such peril and it's only going to get worse. And in a few years, it is not going to be possible to stay alive except by faith. Now, I didn't say that for next year. God didn't say that. It's not next year. Thank you, Lord. But within a few years, and we don't know the dates of these things. That's not for us to know at this time. But it's not going to be long before the only way to stay alive is going to be by faith. I'm telling you folks, hitch your wagon to the right place now. Don't wait. you got to get hold of the only place that is the true source. 
Thank you, Lord. God is, wow. I had none. Way, 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 way far from where I thought we were going to be. But praise God, he's, he's the one who matters and he knows what he's doing. I'm just, uh, I'm hanging on, God. I'm following. Listen, get hold of what is really important and put aside all the other stuff. You know, Paul said, I count it all as rubbish. Everything else for knowing him. What does that mean? It means total surrender to God. We are going to talk about that in an upcoming podcast episode as well. What it means, how it plays out. I've shared a little bit about it with you from my testimony, but there'll be a lot more coming. Praise God. But listen, when I say total surrender to God, am I telling you you got to go up and get rid of the smartphone, get rid of the TV, get rid of... No, that's not what I'm telling you. Maybe you like my son and you enjoy playing Xbox once in a while. Like my daughter, you know, different things that she likes. To, as adults, we have our own things we, we do. And some, maybe it is still the Xbox. Maybe it's something else. All, all kinds of things, you know, outdoor activities, whatever they may be. Nobody's telling you you can't do those things. Now, there might be some people who, who would try to tell you you can't do, do those things, but I'm going to go so far as to say that's not godly. That's not what God's saying. Here's what God is saying. Every thing about your life needs to be based upon his word, not upon some other quote-unquote truth. If this were a video podcast, I'd make air quotes. Actually, I never remember how to make air quotes because I'm totally blind and I always forget what that looks like. God would show me though. But uh, <laughs> don't, don't start focusing on some other truth. There's the air quotes. Focus on the real truth that is the only truth. Focus on the one who is the only source. And we are going to talk about what that means, how it plays out, and what it looks like in the coming weeks. We're also going to talk about how, hey, look, I am not perfect either. I am a work in progress. I don't have this licked. I don't have this mastered. But I know what God's showing me. I know what his word says. And I want everything I say to you to be based upon his word. And I want everything I do in my life to be based upon his word. It's got to be his word. Somebody tells you to do something. Somebody tells you God told them something for you. If it does not precisely line up with the word of God, it's not God. If it doesn't line up with his word, it's not him. It's not real. Okay. Just simple as that. Very basic. Now, what I was getting at with all of this is that it is God's heart the heart of God is that we would serve one another, that we would be there for one another, that we would live our lives in such a way that others might be blessed, that they might see Jesus Christ through us. We are called the light of the world and the salt of the earth. And that light is not meant, he said, to be put under a bushel. That, that, that is meant to be shown to the world. We are call, we're called ambassadors for Christ. Oh, praise God. I mean, this is powerful stuff and it's all him. And, and what he's telling you is we need to put aside all these ideas that the world gives us. Of, I got to look out for myself. 
First of all, God is the one who matters. And all the rest ought to be counted as rubbish. But even if you're not at that point where you can, by faith, grasp that, here's the thing. God is always going to look out for you, which is my third point. Well, God's third point, not mine. None of this is me. But here's the third point, the third thing. Remember I said there were three things God wants from us, for us. You know what the third thing is? The third thing is that we too would be blessed. That we, and this is the way God said it to me, that we would enjoy the fruit of the relationship with him and the benefits of our inheritance. Now, you can see throughout scripture how much God cares about his children. You can see countless times people praying and receiving, people being healed. Jesus Christ walked this earth. The Bible says that uh, Jesus Christ went about all the cities and villages teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. I want to read to you um, a couple more scriptures. Now this is uh, this I've shared this one with you before I think, but this is Second Chronicles chapter sixteen and verse nine. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth, to show Himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to Him. See, that's what He looks for. Proverbs ten twenty two: The blessing of the Lord makes one rich, and He addeth no sorrow with it. And that could be financial blessing. That could be spiritual blessing. You know that the uh, a person's um, uh, you know uh, 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 abundance and 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 um, wealth is not measured by things. All right, it's not measured by what we have necessarily, although God does care about that too. But there's so much more to it than that. And we're talking about the blessings of the Lord of all sorts. Now in Matthew 15, 30 and 31, he says, Then great multitudes came to him, having with them the lame, blind, mute, maimed, and many others. And they laid them down at Jesus' feet, and he healed them. Just like that. Healed them all. Healed every one of them. So the multitude marveled when they saw the mute speaking, the maimed made whole, the lame walking, the blind seeing, and they glorified the God of Israel. This is what God revels in. This is what God loves. This is God pouring out his heart by blessing everyone, by blessing other people. There's a scripture in John 10.10, which starts out by telling us that the thief does not come except to steal him, to kill him, to destroy. But he says to us, I have come, Jesus said, that, I, that they may have life and that they may have life, that they may have it more abundantly, life to the fullest or life that is full and overflowing. So point number one, he wants you to have a relationship with him and love him and he loves you and wants that relationship with you. Remember we talked about the prodigal son in the previous podcast episode. You need to listen to that episode if you haven't. He wants us to be a blessing to others and uh, let's let me show you he tells us to cast our bread upon the waters in Ecclesiastes 11.31, uh, was it? I think it's 11.31. Uh, let me take a look here in my uh, my reference. Uh, 11. Yeah. I, I, I was a little bit off. It's 11.1, not 11.31. Ecclesiastes 11.1, and it says, cast your bread upon the water. He tells us that with the measure that we give, it shall be given to us. See, he cares about us giving to others. God is all about this. In Luke 6, 28, he says, but I say to you, love your enemies, do good to those who 
hate you. Uh, uh, that's actually Luke 627. Uh, but I say to you who are listening, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you. Luke 627. And, and then he goes on in 28 to say, bless those who curse you and pray for those who are cruel to you. In verse 30, it says, give to everyone who asks you. And when something take, when someone takes something that is yours, don't ask for it back. Do to others what you would want them to do to you. This, this whole section here, uh, and even 31 on, this is, is, uh, this is God's heart. In other places, we're told to pursue peace, to uplift one another, to do everything to the building up of one another. Now, that's not talking about you know, vain, empty flattery and, and compliments that, that mean nothing. It's not talking about lying to people. If uh, somebody tells you they've gone and decided to go rob a bank and you just give them praise, oh, everything you do is wonderful, whatever you feel. No, that's not what we're saying. That's not what God's saying. But, but doing everything to build people up, how do you work with people? How do you deal with people? How do you interact with your family, your friends? All of these things come into play. And when we talk about uh, being a blessing to others, that is what it is all about. In 36, uh, show mercy just as your father shows mercy. I mean, this is powerful. Well, there's a lot more that I will in the coming weeks share with you as God leads it. And, and you'll see a lot more scriptures there. But Look, remember that uh, what James said, that death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat of its fruit. You know, when you talk to people, how do you talk to them? When you are in a situation where you see someone in need, do you give generously to them? You know that the scripture says, the Bible says that the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts and... What does that mean? It means that by the power of the Holy Spirit, he has given us the love that we need. It, the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. And that is found in Romans 5.5, 5, just in case you want to look it up. The love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. We can possess the promised land. In uh, the uh, journey from Egypt to Israel, uh, the, when the Israelites who were held captive for so many years in, in Egypt and they, they were on their way back, they were told they were going to be able to possess the promised land. They were supposed to do it, and they failed. Uh, the next generation did it, but still failed on a number of accounts. And we fail on a number of accounts, but we can possess the promised land. That promised land that is health for our physical bodies, that is long, full lives for our physical bodies, not lives that are cut short prosperity both in the material sense and in every other sense strong relationships 
these and a whole bunch more can be ours. And that's for our benefit, for our enjoyment, but it is also for the blessing of others. It is not to be kept for ourselves. The glory needs to be given to God because he's the one who deserves it. We must remember to give him the praise and to share with others what he has done and what he will do for them. That is the life God has called us to. That third point of God wanting us to uh, reap the benefits, you know, to, to enjoy the fruits of a relationship with him and the benefits of our inheritance. That is something that is a very, in some circles, it's a, a rather controversial statement that people don't want to believe. You can get called a cult. Not the occult, but you can get called a cult. You can be referred to as a cult when you say stuff like that. And people don't have ears to hear it and hearts to receive it. They don't want to believe it. They don't want to believe it because they are not able to understand. Well, they, they can understand. I don't mean they're not able to understand, but they, they're not at a place yet. They're not at a place yet where they can grasp how to get it. They don't understand why they haven't gotten it. They don't understand why the, you know, uh, 35, 40 year old who has been, uh, saved for decades and who preaches the gospel and feeds the hungry uh, is now lying in a hospital bed with terminal cancer. Uh, they don't, they don't, they want to base their lives on the wrong things. They, they want to base their relationship with God and their understanding of who he is on the evidence that we see in the world and not on God's word. And so it is because of these things and others that that is a very, very controversial statement to say that God truly wants us to enjoy the fruits of the relationship with him and the benefits of our inheritance. But I'm telling you, in Jesus' name, by the power of the Holy Spirit, that's exactly what God wants. Yes, there are eternal ramifications too. You get saved, you get born again, you're now on a path to heaven, not hell. You now have a relationship with God that is that is whole, not severed. Um, you you are in right standing with God, okay? And far be it for anybody to diminish that. But the thing God wants you to understand, wants us all to understand, is we don't have to wait for someday in the distant sweet by and by to begin to receive the benefits of our inheritance. We can live our lives now as the adopted sons and daughters that we are a great brother in Christ um, often says that we have a DNA change. DNA meaning divine nature applied. Praise God. That is so, that's so powerful. Praise the Lord. And look, that's exactly what it is, my friends. That's exactly what it is. That's how it can be possible to live in a, in a, in a world where you got people all around you succumbing to sickness and disease and you are healthy and standing tall and living long and giving praise to God. Thank you, Jesus. You can live in a world where the economy is failing. People are going broke, losing their jobs and you just can't even contain 
the blessings. You can live in a world where the divorce rate is constantly increasing, people not getting along, people fighting, bickering, and you and your husband or wife, your kids, your parents, you get along, you live in love. And, and, and so many more examples, of course, so many more examples. That is the life that God wants for you. That is what God has called us to. And then we can go and we can go into the world and be the ambassadors for Christ. Be separate. See, people always think when you talk about being separate that it just means I can't do the things that my secular uh, colleagues and friends and family do. I, I can't, I can't uh, do what they're doing. That's how I have to be separate. That's what it must mean. You know, that's how I have to be set apart. Um, when they cuss and swear, I can't do that. When they go to the bar, I shouldn't do that. And yeah, of course, the things that we do are going to influence our testimony. The words that we say, we've already said death and life is in the power of the tongue. That is going to influence others. And, and that is true that those things are not necessarily the godly things. That, that they're not advisable. But I've got to tell you that death and life being in the power of the tongue, that's as much about you as it is about those people you come into contact with. And the life that you live, being separate, being set apart is not just about what you refrain from, what worldly activities you don't do. It's about what you do experience. It's about the fact that we, as, as born-again believers, are not supposed to succumb to these same things that the world is so plagued with. So, brother, if I get uh, sinus infection tomorrow, does that mean I'm sinning? Does that mean I'm not a good Christian? Of course not. Of course it doesn't. It does not mean that at all. It does not mean that at all. You need to understand that it doesn't mean that, that God loves you, that nothing has changed. We're not, uh, we're not bad people just because we exhibit something that the world exhibits. We've all had it happen. But the difference is you need to understand that it doesn't belong to you. You need to understand that it's not God's will for you to stay in that position. You got to understand that it's not God trying to test you or send this to you or make this happen to you that somehow he'll be glorified. You know, people have this vision that God gives them a mixed bag and that brings glory to God because, you know, if you're sick and suffering, broke, busted, and disgusted, and you're still giving praise to God, that that brings glory to him. But, you know, it tells us what brings glory to God, and that's not it. And we just, we just read what God did when he was on this earth, what Jesus did, and we saw how people gave glory to God. They glorified the God of Israel when they were healed not because they were sick and yet still praising God. Now, yeah, that is a testimony in itself. Don't get me wrong. That is a testimony. But I want you to remember that that's because God can use anything and will use anything. So what was intended for evil, God will still use for good. He is not going to let something go by. Oh, brother, I know God sent me this sickness or this poverty to teach me a lesson because I just wouldn't have changed otherwise. No, no. Here's what happens. There's enough bad stuff in the world already that when it happened to you, now God was able to use it. 
God wasn't going to let it go without using it. But God didn't send it to you to teach you. God didn't do that. There could have been other ways. And so all of this and a whole lot more is going to be what we talk about, what we cover in the coming weeks. Okay, it's way, way, way too much to get into one episode and it's going to take us a while to get through it, but we are going to talk. We're going to start out. We're going to talk about truth. I said that. We're going to talk about the word of God. We're going to talk about philosophy. We're going to talk about physical healing and health. We're going to talk about prosperity and wealth. We're going to talk about trouble and why people have it. We're going to talk about why we have a mixed bag sometimes. We're going to talk about the law. We're going to talk about our inheritance and knowing God. We're going to talk about authority, the authority in Jesus' name. We're going to talk. We're going to talk about remaining in Him. We're going to talk about being supernaturally transformed by the Spirit of God, by the Holy Spirit. We're going to answer practical questions. All right. We're going to answer the questions that you have been wondering about. What about my Aunt Mary? Lived her whole life serving God and got terminal cancer. What about Job? My goodness, what about Job? You know, uh, what, what, what about the doctor? Uh, should I get a flu shot this year? Which I'm not going to tell you either way, by the way. Spoiler alert. But we'll give you some, some scriptural insight into it. How can I love my neighbor? They're just so mean. They leave their stuff on my property. Two o'clock in the morning, they're doing donuts in my driveway. Every day, they have to borrow something from me. They're just so, oh, I just want to, how can I love them? Can I just tell them like it is? Can I just tell them what their problem is? What's really the harm in that? Why are there terrorist attacks? Attacks. Why are there hurricanes? You know, we're in hurricane season right now. And before we go, we're going to pray. But listen, we're going to talk about all of these things. We are going to discuss this stuff over the coming weeks and months. And it is. It's going to take months. And I believe, as God's showing me, it's going to take us into 2020 so that you are ready to receive that perpetual blessing next year in 2020. Maybe even start a little sooner, get a preview, all right? Praise God. But I know that is what God has for all of us. Myself and my family, yourself and your family, your brothers and sisters. Look, you got friends and family who need to be brought into the fold, who need to know Jesus Christ as Savior. And the way that's going to happen is when God's people start doing our jobs. We've got to determine what that, what those are. And so we're going to talk about all that and we're going to help you to understand and receive. Now, listen, I want to pray for you. I want to pray that you would be the recipients that you, you're, you would listen. I know some of you going through some difficult things. We've already received today a word about some healing in the back. Um, uh, some sinus, uh, pressure being, being released as uh, somebody with a headache right now and a, a head cold you've been sneezing all day that's stopping right now in Jesus name you're healed somebody's got a lump somebody's got a lump 
on their neck, and that lump is, is just dwindling right now. You can feel it. You feel the tingling in the left side of your neck, near the back, near the back of the neck. On the left-hand side, you just feel this. That lump is going away. I want you to reach back there, and you touch that thing, and you feel it's going, getting smaller and smaller and smaller. In Jesus' name, it is gone. Your body returned by faith in Jesus' name to what it should be, to being in line with God's will and his word. Now, Father, I thank you and I praise you, Lord. Everybody who's listening, anybody who needs prayer, and we all need prayer, we all need prayer. Even if there's not a specific thing we can think of right now, we all can can be prayed for to be encouraged, to be supported, to be the people that you want us to be, Lord. And so I pray for each and every person listening that you just pour out a special, special blessing. Now I pray for those who are allegedly in the path of Hurricane Dorian. And I speak to that storm and I say, by faith in Jesus' name, you go away. You cease to exist in Jesus' name. Because God, I know you create the weather, but you didn't create it to do damage and wreak havoc on lives and do all those things that it sometimes does. I know you'll be with all the people and provide a hedge of protection over all of them that nobody and nothing, not even Hurricane Dorian, can dismantle. Satan, you keep your hands off of what is rightfully God's in Jesus' name. Lord, I pray for families. I pray for all of those who just need an extra special touch. Lord, I know you'll give it to them. I know you'll pay them a visit today that they might know who you are and how awesome you are and how much you love them, Lord. That they might know how much you love them. They might experience your love in a new way that they've never experienced it before, God. Lord, this is not about me and it's not about what I say, but I know you're confirming in hearts right now that what I've said is in line with your word. God, I worship you, I exalt you, I praise you, and I receive by faith in Jesus' name the rest of this year and all of next year be in perpetual blessing. That's the state we're gonna be in. And may we use that to be a constant blessing to others. May May things get straightened out. May we be your ambassadors. You have told us, Lord, that all of creation yearns for the sons of God to be revealed. And we want to do our jobs, Lord. We want people to know you when they see us. We want to be your hand extended. We want to live the life that is pleasing to you and beneficial to others. And Lord, if anybody doesn't know you right now, I pray they just receive a special touch to know that this is real. That no matter what they've done in their lives, they don't have to wait. They can come to you and that you love them, that you forgave them. Your, your divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Lord, you have come to destroy the works of the enemy and you were successful. And it is finished, you said. And it is and we receive by faith in Jesus' name the fullness of the finished works of Jesus Christ on the cross. Lord, we love you and we praise you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Folks, praise God. May he bless you so richly as he, as he does all of us. And, God, and, and, and Lord, I know you will, God. Praise your name, Lord. Share this with somebody, folks. Share what God can do. And, and share your praise reports with us. M space life at iCloud. 
Healing.com. Don't forget to stay tuned for more information about the October Healing and Praise live stream. And we will see you back here next week on The Vessel. God bless you. Take care. Thanks so much for tuning in, everybody. Bye-bye. For more information, visit our website at thevessel.blog. Send us an iMessage or an email to mspacelife at icloud.com.